0: Sweet hey, welcome back. Uh, I am Kim Munson, and we are having a conversation. We are dissecting issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, uh, we're going to have a conversation right now with Curtis Groot. He is the chairman of the Freedom to Drive Coalition. Curtis, welcome.
1: Thanks for having me on, Kim. Good morning.
0: Good morning. And we've got Susan Kochevar in studio as well. And we wanted to talk about this piece that you had in the Complete Colorado. Uh, It's on their page, two. I would recommend people go to Complete Colorado. And if you click on the banner at the top, you'll get all this original content. And this was a piece you did within the last week or so. You said, Coloradans are in for a rude awakening on the California car mandates. And, Curtis, you and I both uh, think it's really important that people have the uh, opportunity to be able to drive around in the vehicle of their choice instead of uh, PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties deciding how we move about. But tell us about this piece. You said that millions of Coloradans are going to be waking up uh, one day soon to uh, quite a shock.
1: Yeah, so there's you know there, you know it's interesting. I talk all around Colorado when I speak with folks who, who just didn't know anything about this. This started under uh, uh, former Governor uh, Hickenlooper, Luke Hickenlooper, who uh, signed on his way out of office in an executive order, and that was to get us to actually yield to the California Air Quality Board, our uh, air quality regulations here, and so what people can look for and of course jared polis has upheld this now and they're you know for lack of a better term shoving it down the state's throat and so yet again the people are not represented in in, you know by vote of anything that's going on in the government so what we're looking forward to is the fact that you know all the vehicles are going to we anticipate um somewhere between fifteen hundred and three thousand dollars increase in cost and there's there's a domino effect that comes with that, too, for the low- to middle-income people who depend on some of the cars that are traded in by, you know, some of the people that can actually afford these cars. Um, what we see in Colorado is that most of the, the electric vehicle owners, are, these are second cars, they're not their primary vehicle, and, you know, and in Colorado we're 75% truck and SUV because our Our area here is deemed necessary for that type of vehicle versus California, which is about 50 percent. So it's not going to be good for Colorado, that I can tell you.
0: Well, Susan had just mentioned about uh, some young people that were in Boulder. Why don't you, I don't know if you heard that, Curtis. Go ahead and retell that story. Yeah, I had some young people that uh, were in Boulder and they were in a halfway house and those folks really needed to work and they wanted to come to work for me. But in order for them to take RTD to work, they had to go, you know, down to Denver and take this really weird path. It took them three hours to get to work and there's no way to get home. I mean, it just, these things really hurt poor people and young people.
1: It really does. It absolutely does. And and you know when we look at this as from a holistic approach, I think you know the it's, it's not unlike what we saw with like our national popular vote and and things where these things are just being pushed down from the state. For some reason, they think they know better than us. You know, I you know I guess my question posed to the to the, the community in Colorado is is if clean air was such a big deal, why did Jared Polis you know take the uh, the waiver and not uh, uh allow us to to count the California forest fires towards our not clean air last year uh, or this year. So, you know, I I just we are very much standing on on the fact that we want everybody wants clean air. Everybody in Colorado wants clean air. I haven't found anyone yet that doesn't want clean air. And we've we've done so much to work towards that clean air. The answer is not the government telling us, "Hey, I realize that you've got, a you know, a tool belt and an air compressor and all these things to take to your job, but you're going to have to have to drive a electric car to do that. And, by the way, if your job is, is let's say your job's up in Fair Play and there's, you know, 100 other electric cars up there, you're not going to be home till 9 o'clock tonight because you guys have to stand in line at the – I don't even know if they have a charging station up there. I'm told they don't. But let's say they put one in that's part of infrastructure – Uh, now you're, it's not like just going up to the gas pump and filling up. I mean, you're talking about, you know, coal power driving these charging stations from the first uh, point of view. And then secondly, you're going to waiting, you know, three, four, five hours just to charge your car because there's lines of other people doing that so we haven't even talked about what that's going to look like
0: right and so curtis with these mandates uh what they're doing is is they want to push people into uh, more electric cars here in colorado and 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 when I open the show, I I'm always open it with we need to take a look at these issues as freedom versus force or force versus freedom. And ultimately, socialism comes down to force. And so we're seeing this socialization in our transportation uh, sector because these PBIs, these politicians, bureaucrats and interested parties, want everyday people to be uh, either into these more expensive electric cars, Ultimately, I think that they want to push a lot of people onto buses, trains, and bicycles. And so, this the whole theme in this whole thing, Curtis, is force. And and I think that you just alluded to something uh, regarding the the waiver. That, so Colorado could have had a waiver on uh, the EPA. I think it is a you know they they. Uh, you know, test the particles in the air and uh, de- determine if you're in compliance or, or or not, and I mean that whole thing is uh, somewhat suspect because it depends on where they have the testing stations, and I think there's only three in Colorado, and and then you get up right next to the mountains, and you know, air does kind of you know push up there, and and uh, then. You mentioned with the the, uh, forest fires from Colorado or from California, that affected our air. We could actually see that. And um, and we could have gotten a waiver for that from the federal government. And Governor Polis said, no, we don't want a waiver. And the reason is is so that they can force this issue. And whenever you're looking at forcing an issue, I see big danger. So, Curtis, what's your final thought on, on your excellent piece that's in Complete Colorado? Coloradans are in for a rude awakening on California car mandates.
1: Well, I would just say this. Um, you know, people in in Colorado... That they just there obviously we all need to pay attention right and we're we all have busy lives every one of us have busy lives but you know when you talk about the waiver that that uh, accounted from what I'm told for forty seven million dollars in in our highway funding from uh, the federal government last year so we didn't take it so I don't know what we're going to lose I don't have those numbers but if if Coloradans don't fight back on this you know and and I will tell you and this I'll part with this during the the Clean Air Quality, or uh, excuse me, the the Clean Air uh, Airboard hearing when people were testifying. Polis' people testified that they had this grand vision of a million vehicles, electric vehicles on the road by 2030, 10 years from now. So we've been at this now for seven years in the state of Colorado of of electric cars, and we we have 13,500 true electric cars, and then, of course, another 7,000 hybrids. But thirteen thousand in seven years, and now they want to get to a million. And first of all, there's there's no OEM that even has that level of production. But that's where they're thinking without doing any kind of analysis. That that's rooted in in any kind of facts so thanks for having me on by the way
0: well it's great to have you and curtis i did go down last tuesday night i went at the, uh, during the public hearing uh the public uh, my understanding was could make comments last tuesday because this whole thing just is is uh, coming down now and uh, public comments would have been from 12 to 3 on tuesday and then from six to eight on tuesday night i had a really busy day i got there at 7 15 and uh, they actually had left And so they didn't stay for the time that they said that there was going to be public comment. And uh, it hurt my feelings. You know what? I was offended, Curtis. Of course you were. (laughs) Uh, Curtis, Groot. thank you so much. And, again, that important piece is in Complete Colorado. And just uh, click on the banner at the top, and that will take you to all that original content. So greatly appreciate it, Curtis.